welcome to Up Forest and Human, the podcast. I am your host, Miranda Hannon, and here we talk about everything that is real and raw. From motherhood to herbology and everything in between, this podcast is story medicine. So sit back and relax or pop an earphone in while you wash the dishes. These next several moments are about to be great. Welcome to episode one of Of Forest and Human. Having my very own podcast is something that has been highly recommended to me by so many friends over the years. <laughs> I have such a strong opinion on a vast variety of topics and eventually I started to align with this idea of having a podcast and so here I am launching my very first episode. I'm so excited. I decided to make episode one an introduction to who I am, what my business is, how it's manifested over the course of years, and how the heart of it is purely servitude. As a child, I was extremely sensitive and empathetic, as most herbalists tend to be, and through that sensitivity, I truly believed I could hear plants and trees speak with me. I remember a certain tree, and if I close my eyes, I can see her perfectly, and I called her grandmother tree, and I did this intuitively as a child. I had no idea that mother trees were actually in existence. I had no idea it was really true. I just called her grandmother tree. I would tell her my deepest thoughts and feelings, and I spent hours sitting on her roots, thinking and writing. When I was 9 or 10 years old, my family moved to a farm that had acres of unexplored woods, and this is where the tree lived. Grandmother tree is where she lived. I am so grateful to my mother, who trusted our explorations. She always encouraged us to play outside and explore for as long as we possibly could, we would spend hours and hours in these woods. They were so wonderful. And especially as a child, you look at this forest and it seems 10 times bigger than what it really is. My Being a mother myself now, I'm sure mine felt a little bit of worry seeing her children wander into the woods under, unattended, but if she was worried, I never knew it. And for that, I am so grateful. I remember my siblings and I playing spies constantly. I mean, it was our go-to game for most of our childhood, I believe. When we were playing in the woods and when we were playing spies, if anybody got hurt for pretend or in real life, I would grab a bunch of plants that looked pretty, <laughs> basically. I probably had some poison ones in there at some point, and I would mix up these magical potions, beating the herbs with rocks to get the juice out. Um, I would make this like magical medicine to give them that would heal them for play, or I would try to pretend I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and then I grew up and I learned that those potions are real and so is the magic. I grew up when I was um, 18 years old, I married my middle school sweetheart, Josiah. Josiah and I met. I met him two days after I turned 14 years old, and it was November 11th, 2011, and we were at a retreat. We didn't know each other, and somebody said, it's 11-11, make a wish, and he said he <laughs> wished to meet me and he said that he felt God tell him he was going to marry me and 
must have been true because we have been together for 11 years in the fall of this year. We've been married for six years this month in August, which is insane for me to think about. But we got married at 18 years old, which meant we had no money at all. We were so broke. Neither of us cared to go to college or we couldn't even think about affording it, but I really wanted to learn about herbs. They had just appealed to me my entire life. I applied for classes through Herbal Academy online, and I learned the very basics of herbology, but being totally broke, I could only afford a couple classes. However, they were enough to spark deeper curiosity, and I craved more knowledge. I remember signing up for a library card on a hot, sunny Tuesday afternoon in the city and getting book after book about the plant world. I signed up for free classes on beekeeping. If you live in Iowa, which is where I lived, there is a club in Des Moines called the Friendly Beekeepers of Iowa, and I highly recommend going and learning about pollination and plants and beekeeping. It was fantastic. I started following herbalists on Instagram, and anytime I scavenged up enough money, I would take another herbology class. Several years after being really interested in this, I became pregnant with my very first child, my sweet daughter, Ophelia Wilder, who is now three years old. I had a textbook perfect pregnancy, and then at 40 weeks and six days, my water broke prematurely, and 48 hours later, contractions still hadn't started, so I was induced by a hospital and endured some pretty intense trauma, as most women do. I had bright lights, strangers taking notes on me, being hooked up to an IV, somebody's hand going up my cervix. I was so, I was in so much pain. My body was physically terrified. I was shaking. I felt so uncomfortable. I thought, there's no way I can give birth here. They were telling me that my birth was taking too long and they were going to have to do a C-section and that her heart rate was dropping. I remember when I was finally pushing her, out flat on my back how they do it which is a whole other topic (laughs) the doc the doctor actually sighed and looked at her watch and I will I have that envisioned in my brain and I will always remember that I was just in a total state of panic it's amazing I know I just said it but it's amazing I was able to give birth at all I remember after Ophelia was born I had been awake for close to 50 hours and had just had an excruciating labor and birth and I fell asleep holding her little body to mine and I remember a nurse physically removing her from me telling me about how dangerous co-sleeping was and then I got home and my postpartum experience was even harder We had guests show up just 48 hours after I had given birth. I was unbelievably exhausted and everybody wanted to help just by holding the baby. And I remember sitting on the floor, soaking through my postpartum underwear and blood and thinking there has to be a better way. I hate this. I hated it so much. I had Ophelia sleep in a different room from me because we had been so heavily warned about the dangers of co-sleeping and because of that she didn't feel safe and she woke up every 45 minutes for the first six months of her life. I would drag my completely exhausted body to her room every single time she cried. 
I remember I would go back to bed, barely able to keep my eyes open, but I wasn't able to sleep because I didn't have that baby with me. I would stare at the monitor waiting for her to cry. I just needed her. And it wasn't until much later I gave into that, but we'll talk about co-sleeping in a different episode. Anyway, I so from all of this, I developed postpartum anxiety, depression, um, insomnia, all before three months postpartum. So I turned to herbs. I remembered them and they were my ally. And by that three-month mark, I thought, I love my daughter, but I hate motherhood. This is not what I expected it to be. It's so hard. I remember at one point I was crying on the kitchen floor because I could not remember how to make scrambled eggs. The sleep deprivation was off the charts. I also had an extreme oversupply, which is definitely better than not a supply, but it's still a problem, and it was so painful. I wanted to escape all of this. It, I had dreamt of being a mother my entire life, and it's nothing like what I thought it was going to be. So I decided I would make my escape route and plan a business. <laughs> I needed my, I just desired to be creative again. I'm such a creative person, and I needed this in my life again. So at three months postpartum, I started a business. I just kind of Googled the herbs I remembered and thought, hmm, how do I make this? And then I would Google some recipes and throw them all together. And I started New Moon Herbs. Whenever she would nap, I would create products. Whenever she was awake, I would create products. Um, I also decided, you know what? This postpartum thing is horrible. I'm going to put myself through doula school, postpartum doula school, because I want to help other mothers. And so I put myself through Ayurvedic postpartum doula training and breastfeeding and like, and breastfeeding and lactation coaching. And that was my life. I was so busy. I was not, I was anything but present. I loved creating things and that's what I poured all my energy into. And then at eight months postpartum, I was diagnosed with cancer. Within the first 12 months of having a baby, I had depression, anxiety, insomnia, had a brand new startup business, put myself through doula school, and was diagnosed with cancer all at the same time. And you know what? When I say it out loud, it sounds totally insane, (laughs) But I felt then that I needed the distractions and all of them have paid off and so I do not regret them. However, I would do things differently now if I had to go back and relive that. I needed escape from motherhood and from cancer. My creativity outlet had been, was dead and had been brought back to life and this is just how I coped with it. I did not want to go through treatment. Obviously, nobody does. Um, But the cancer was growing rapidly. And so I decided to go through chemo to help my body through treatment. I took ungodly amounts of CBD oil. I relied on herbs like I never had before in my life. I was doing constant herbal infusions, really getting the vitamins and the minerals and the nutrients. I was just pulling it from these plants. I, I mean, it was my world. I just was doing 
research study, study after study after study of how plants helped this person and how they helped this person. And because I was so gung-ho about that, I had shaved my head because my oncologist told me to. Um, He said my people's hair always falls out, always falls out by the end of the first week. And so I shaved my head and then my hair kept growing and growing, even though I was on really intense chemo. I firmly believe that because of all the vitamins and minerals I was taking in, I know that this played a big part to it. I also spent more time in the woods than I ever had before in my entire life. I had deeply spiritual experiences in those trees. We lived right next to um, like dozens of acres of woods. They were so beautiful. And if I close my eyes, I can remember the exact path I would take. I remembered it. And not just like, oh, I, I can think of it and, rem- and remember it, but like, I remember it if that makes sense. I can I can almost smell the heavily perfumed Iowa summer air, the way the cicadas sounded, the fog that was there in the early morning. The day I lost my hair, the day I shaved it off, I saw, I took a different path than I usually do. And there sitting at the root of a tree, a huge mother tree, was a tiny little baby fawn. And the peace and the tears flooded over me. I still get emotional thinking about it. But the woods and the plant world were everything, everything to me. It truly was the first time in my life that they, that I discovered what a deep relationship with herbs can truly be. After four months of chemotherapy and 15 rounds of radiation, I was cancer free. And by this point, I was the healthiest I had ever been in my life. I had cut out all processed sugar. I was hiking with a very chunky baby on my back. She hit 20 pounds before she was five months. (laughs) I was hiking several miles a day, no matter what. I was just taking herbs like they were water. And then I I was um, declared cancer-free March 12th of 2021, which is incredible. I'll get, I'll get to that in a minute. In the same week I was declared cancer-free, we moved our family to Colorado. We have always wanted to live in the mountains and, um, it's amazing how, it's amazing how that worked out. Josiah had lost his job right after I finished radiation due to COVID and then we were homeless and living with his parents and for nine weeks. And then he found this job and he applied and we actually got it. We couldn't believe it. There are so many people who wanted it. Anyway, three months after we moved here, I was able to conceive our miracle baby. We were told it would not happen for us after how strong the chemo was that I took. Um... I had an extremely difficult pregnancy with him. And looking back now, I'm like, of course, of course I had a hard pregnancy. I was pregnant, breastfeeding, cancer, cancer free, and then pregnant again. My body was exhausted, completely depleted of essential minerals, even though I was doing everything I could to help myself. My body was just tired. I experienced 
um, pregnancy migraine with aura in my second pregnancy, which is stroke during pregnancy. I had six. It was very hard, very difficult. I had severe insomnia, heartburn so bad. I would just throw up stomach acid. I mean, just nonstop. It just was almost every single night. I had HG in my first trimester, which means that it's a severe dehydration, which makes sense because we had just moved to high altitude. We live at 9,200 feet. We're really high up. And so I was extremely dehydrated. And so dehydration makes it worse, but I was so nauseated all the time and just, I could not, I could not keep anything down. And I actually, I lost weight. Then I ended up getting carpal tunnel. I could go on and on. I literally had every symptom in the book. Um, and then it was time for him to be born. I was 42 weeks pregnant. I labored, I was due in February and gave birth mid-March. <laughs> I labored for 21 and a half hours with my son, Ivor Forrest. It was a peaceful, beautiful labor at home, so redemptive. I labored in the woods, amongst the trees, and then I free birthed him, which if you're not familiar with that term, it means I had no midwife or doctor present. It was just Josiah and Ophelia I free birthed him sometime around between 7.30 and 7.45 on March 12th of this year. I have to say, I'm, I have to pause because I'm so emotional about it, but there were, so, there were so many whys in my mind. I had prodromal labor, which means false labor for weeks. I mean, like I would wake up at night, have five hours of contractions that would turn into nothing for weeks and weeks. And I kept thinking, why? Like, why is, why is this happening to me? And then he was born exactly a year after I was declared cancer free. So many cancer patients will do something to celebrate. And there's no better way to celebrate being cancer-free than free birthing the baby that was never supposed to happen for you. Oh, what a gift. He's such a gift. Um, wow, goosebumps all over. <laughs> my birth was pain-free. My labor was pain-free. It was liberating, empowering, ancestral, spirit-filled. I stayed in bed the first 12 days of postpartum. I rested so deeply. I didn't even walk to the kitchen. Everything was brought to me. My body healed rapidly. I was totally done bleeding by three weeks postpartum. Um, towards the end of pregnancy, when I was really, um, when I had a lot of insomnia, I did a lot of research on food and what really the best is. And I adopted a pro-metabolic way of eating, and this is a whole other topic I will talk about in another episode, but if you're not familiar with it, it means consuming food that nourishes your metabolism and your mitochondria, so it's ancestral nutrition at a very biological level. It's abundant fruit, raw milk, raw honey, root vegetables, basmati rice, Organ meats, red meats, coconut water, minerals. Doesn't that just sound so nourishing? I am 
Um, about four and a half months postpartum right now, and I have never felt as strong and healthy in my body as I do now. And I was even an avid rock climber years before I had children. And even though I'm not doing any weightlifting or anything now, I have never, I've truly never felt healthier than I do after eating this way. Anyway, tying my business back into all of this, I had quit my business before Ivor was born because I had no idea how our family would adjust to another baby, and I was getting so many orders I couldn't keep up with it, which is a fantastic problem to have, not a fantastic problem to have when you're exhausted from pregnancy. I didn't even know what direction I was wanting my business to go. And then I had Ivor and a massive wave of creativity washed over me. And I think it's due to the totally radical empowerment I I felt giving birth to him. Um, I just feel so alive and, and so healthy in my body. And I decided... I would forage. I, ha- I I mean, I spent my entire... His name is Ivor Forrest. Not like Gump, but like <laughs> the physical the physical element because that's where I spent my whole pregnancy. That's where I labored. If it wouldn't have been snowing outside, he would have been born in the forest. Um, and so I had spent so much time with the plants and the herbs here and I thought, I'm going to sustainably harvest these beautiful, beautiful herbs that I have deep relationship with and that I have relied on. I'm going to turn them into something that people can use to spark curiosity into the plant world. And I don't want to, it's not an escape this time. It's not an escape like it was with my first business. Um, It's so slow. It's so mindful. I have learned the herbs of the meadows and the forest here and I want to offer this medicine to others and so I've created some deliciously divine herbal body oils, tinctures, salve, serum and I only use what grows wildly on the land here. I sustainably harvest them meaning you wouldn't even know I had been there if you saw where I harvested. I take only what I need. This relationship with the herbs is so reciprocated. The few herbs that I do need for certain products that I do not grow on our land, I buy from local small um, homesteaders or growers. I have met with an herbalist lavender farmer. I have mushroom growers. I have an organic farmer in Boulder. And all of these people, just like the plants, I have a connection with. And so supporting my small business is a way to support other small businesses. And it's just a really beautiful way to give back to the community and something I feel so good about. These herbal creations I am now offering are an extension of my own personal relationship with the plants. A few of the wild plants that grow naturally on our land is wild rose, geranium, yarrow, arnica, goldenrod, sage, just to name a few. My relationship with these plants is mirrored in my relationship with my new business. It's slow, respectful, cyclical, seasonal. It's being rather than doing. I have never loved herbology as much as I do now. 
My love for the natural world is so strong and my ultimate prayer is that when you use these products, you feel seen, held, and aligned, that your nervous system just takes a big exhale as you lean into the infinite comfort of the plants that are here to exist with you, that you feel connected to spirit and that the few products I offer are in that they become an ally to you during this journey of life. Nature is slow yet productive. It's peaceful and strong. It is obedient yet rebellious. It is everything I yearn for my business. I also decided to start this sweet little podcast when I launched my business. My goal was to release everything on August 1st, um, but seeing that I'm recording this on July 30th, it's going to take longer than that. And that's okay because there's beautiful grace. Because you know what? I'm a mother first this time around, truly. Most of my work gets done once little eyes are closed or really early in the morning. This work will be birthed at the exact right moment and I am trusting that deeply. I also don't plan on keeping every single product in stock year-round because nothing blooms year-round. My products will be seasonal. I will harvest as much as I can while it's abundant and once it runs out, it's out for the season. And I just feel like that's a really beautiful way to honor how earth relationship should be. I also don't have a million products to choose from. I think the ones that I've created right now, I have six to offer. And, you know, before when I was doing New Moon Herbs, a lot of this, a lot of my products were recipes I'd find or I'd like Google an herb and be like, oh, this goes with this for this. And um, that's not at all what my business is now. I have learned from pure observation and spending time with the herbs, how they work. I have learned how they work together. And I firmly do not believe anymore that plants are here for us. This is a relationship. And so they're here to work with us. And it's so important to look at it that way. I have studied different oils. We are PUFA free, which is really exciting. That'll be another episode that I talk about. Or you can find, um, it'll be a Patreon, a Patreon offering about PUFAs that I do later on. Um, we don't use any PUFAs. And so all of our skincare is truly skin food. And these products are working. I have made batch after batch and have sent it out for friends to test out. And everybody has said, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how much better this is than what you last offered. And um, it's it's no surprise to me that my mindset is more peaceful this time around. And you can feel that energetically through the products I use, that they're being prayed over. They're so intentional. And I know that you can truly tell that. Um, well, I guess I'm going to end it here. That is the story of how my business came to be. After much trial and error and many, many different life experiences from imagination as a child 
to relying on herbs for my life. I mean, seriously. I am so extremely passionate about birth and postpartum work. However, I've decided that while I am in the stage of raising very, very young children, that is not a practical job for me to be in. And so this podcast will have a lot of episodes about um, women's health, which I'm so excited about in motherhood. The work that I am doing now is practical for my life. It's abundant and slow and just so totally enjoyable. Um, It's the work of my ancestors. It's the work that my children join me in and genuinely love doing. Ophelia absolutely loves foraging with me. Anybody who lives close to us just smiles when they see her because she always has a stick of yarrow, or she has some kind of geranium in her hair. She's such a little flower child. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, In fact, actually, a couple weeks ago, it was her third birthday, and I asked her what she wanted, and she wasn't sure. And we asked her her again at dinner, and she said, I don't want anything. I just want to plant a tree. (laughs) Oh. such a proud parenting moment. She's so unmaterialistic. She just wanted to plant life for her birthday. Ah, just the symbolism in that. She is so amazing. So amazing. And I think a lot of her love for nature comes from those first, I mean, the first year of her life when we spent all of our time outside because I was just, I needed to be in the woods. Uh, Anyway, she's amazing. She's so made of magic. Well, I think that this is a very good place to end our first episode. I have some amazing women lined up um, to interview this year, and their their podcast will be, or their episodes will be fire. I just, it'll be so juicy and good. I cannot wait, cannot wait. They're wildly successful. They're deeply passionate. They serve their communities. It it is going to be amazing. I cannot wait for what is to come. But thank you for taking the time to listen to our very first episode of Forest and Human. We will see you next time. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Of Forest and Human. If this podcast sparks curiosity, I warmly invite you to my website, offorestandhuman.com, where I offer incredibly potent, wild-crafted herbal body oils, serums, tinctures, and salve. If you are wanting to support my work on a deeper level, please visit my Patreon. I have two tiers, both play host to in-depth monthly videos and tutorials, recipes based off ancestral nutrition, DIYs, patron-only Q&As, a community board, monthly giveaways, discounts, and early access to products and podcasts. If you're wanting to take it even deeper, my Wild Rose tier, which is priced at $25 a month, grants you the opportunity to become an affiliate for Of Forest and Human, meaning you get a personalized link to send to friends and family and you earn a commission from their orders. You never have to buy anything from me and you can make money. This tier also comes with a one-on-one monthly call from me and bonus videos and tutorials. If you aren't already, please follow me on Instagram at of.forestandhuman and give this podcast channel a follow. Wherever you are listening in the world, I trust that you are here for a reason. Thank you for showing up and supporting my work. I can't wait to host you next time.